0: Hello, hello, hello. It's Tuesday. You know what that means. It's time for another edition of the Big Deed podcast. Before I bring in Alex for his weekly episode, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky and Sports YouTube page where you can look up all the greatest content. By the way, it is December 7th. So. As we remember this day where 2,300 plus of all brave soldiers gave the ultimate sacrifice. Thank you to all past, present, and future veterans of this country. And uh, also check out the Big D Podcast on Spotify and Apple. So uh, joining us is a very happy, exhausted, and I don't know if I could say rich or maybe somewhat richer Alex today.
1: What's up, Dylan? It is a great Tuesday. Uh, You know, we uh, typically record these on Mondays like we know, but, you know, I had some fantasy football action last night that I wanted to uh, get covered on here today. So uh, you are very right. I am a very happy man. First of all, fins up, baby, five in a row. Nice little dub over the Giants. But, you know, more importantly, I, I mean, I don't know about more importantly, but also equally as important, my guillotine eliminator fantasy football league has a new champion, and that is me.
0: <laughs> yeah, be, hon- be honest. I think we were more concerned with the kicking kickers the- in that game than Mac Jones, Josh Allen, Cole Beasley, David Harris, Stephon Diggs. anybody catching and running the ball. We were concerned about the kickers.
1: Absolutely. You know, I mean, going in, I was going into the Monday night game down 4, well, 4.1 points. I needed five points from Nick Folk, and I get news alerts all day saying gusts of wind up to 55 miles per hour for the Monday night football game. And I am I'm am sitting there, like, looking at, looking at Nick Folk's season stats, like, because he scored less than five points in a game all year. He did it once. I'm like, this better not be another time. Then what do you know? The Patriots score a touchdown. I'm like, great. They go for two. I'm like, not great. <laughs> I mean, it was a roller coaster of emotion. But at the end of the day, Nick Folk came through for me. Two field goals. Gave me six points. Or seven points, actually. Because one was a 40-plus yarder. And uh, I take home a nice little $350 pot. Guillotine champion. So um, it was a great day.
0: Yeah, could you explain how your guillotine league walked?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, this 14-team league, uh, we had PPR, PPR settings. Uh, let me make sure I've got the, uh, the roster settings correct. So, one quarterback, two receivers, two running backs, tight end, a flex kicker defense. And um, at the beginning of the year, we obviously had our draft, just a regular snake draft. Um, but... The big, the big catch to the league is whoever finishes in last place each individual week. There's no head-to-head matchups. It's all based on points. It's all based on points you get. Uh, whoever finishes last in points for that week gets eliminated. And uh, each, each, so when a team gets eliminated, all of their players get released on Tuesday, and they get sent to waivers. We, each team has a $150 waiver budget for the entire season. And you can bid on player on the players who have been released by the team that lost that week. So, you know, at the beginning of the season, people were throwing a hundred dollars at Najee Harris and Alvin Kamara. And, uh, you know, just a, a bunch of star players. Cause you know, that you're trying to get the star power to get your team in the best situation just to not get last. You could get, you could get second to last every single week in this season get to the last week and win it all, which I did not do. I got first place actually multiple times throughout the season, but, um, it was just, a, I've never done a league like that before. Um, I definitely learned some things that if I did it again next year, I would actually do a, a couple things differently. Um, one of my draft strategies actually was to, um, I was picking players with late buys and that worked out really well. I mean, obviously I would go for best player available if I could, or best player for my team if I could, but if it was between a couple players and, uh, for instance, like I was, I picked AJ Brown, which you know he didn't have the best year, obviously, but I ended up replacing him throughout midway through the year, anyway. Um, but uh, I picked him, and I had Tannehill, who both had week thirteen buys. I Derrick Henry, I had three Titans, which you know regularly would make me nervous, but I'm thinking if these guys have a great year, I get to wait wait until week thirteen before um, that would even affect me. and through all of these teams being eliminated throughout the year anyway. I mean, I was just, I mean, I, none of the, none of those players were even on my roster by the end of the year. So it's just, it, it was, it was a really cool strategy for a league or, or a type of league. I definitely want to do it again. Hopefully the league uh, re-ups and I can uh, defend my throne.
0: Yeah. So um uh, w- uh, how did you spend your hundred and fifty dollars in this guillotine league? Because you and I, you and I went back and forth over how, over which players you should go after.
1: Yeah, you know, I uh, I will say that's that's one thing that I would definitely do differently next year. Um, I spent. I was I was short on a running back. I can't remember who my running. Oh, I had Chris Carson as I was playing Chris Carson in my flex, and I wanted to get a a better running back. And Alvin Alvin Kamara became available around week three or four or five somewhere somewhere relatively early. And uh, I'd never done a league with with uh, waiver money. I'd never done a league with um, you know bidding on players. I'd never done an out- auction draft or anything like that. So I was a little—I wasn't too sure about how exactly to go about spending my money. But in the first two weeks, um, Najee Harris and another really t- talented running back both went for like a hundred dollars free agent money. So I'm thinking, all right, these guys—Aaron Jones was the other one—and um, I'm like, all right, these guys are going to be spending some money. Like I—I—I want to get in on this so I don't get left behind and end up losing in a week. So. I ended up spending probably too much money. I think uh, definitely too much money, but it actually paid off for a couple of weeks. I spent a hundred and one dollars, I think, um, of the one hundred and fifty in week four or five on Alvin Kamara, which I mean, he helped. I, I'd have to look back at it to see if I how how things would have went if I didn't have him. He might have been, he might have won, me, saved me in a couple of weeks. So you know, I guess it wasn't a mistake. Obviously, I won, so it couldn't have been too much of a, a mistake. And uh, later in the year, I had some quarterback problems. So I spent some money on, I, I spent the rest of the money. I only bought two players with, with my money. I spent the rest of it on Justin Herbert, who uh, actually, who definitely had a couple of good weeks for me. But like I said, I mean, a couple things differently. I would definitely, next time I do it, uh, keep, make sure I kept some money at the end because there was one, when, when there was about four teams left, only one team had money left. So when those players hit the waiver wire, he would bid one one dollar on every single player he wanted and he would get everyone because, you know, obviously no one else had any money to outbid him. So I would definitely keep at least ten, twenty, thirty bucks. Uh, you know, it might bite you because if you can't if if you try and save that money and you lose, you know, you can't go home with it or you're going home with it. But um you know, it would definitely, it definitely would have been nice to have those uh, those extra funds to really get the guys I wanted at the end of the year. It ended up working out, but uh, definitely a couple of things I would do differently.
0: Well, the any weeks that you were you nervous, thinking, "Oh crap, am I getting eliminated this week?"
1: Yeah, it's um, you know I can't really look it up because all of the teams have been eliminated, so it's, I can't really see the previous week results or anything. But um, I know I was near the bottom. I was. I was never really too um, close to being eliminated. I think it came down to a Monday night once, but I had I had two two players going. I think, and I only needed them to get a certain number of points. Which I think I think I needed like eleven points from two good players. So I, I that was probably the closest it came, it came down to. But um, I really was never too like it was. It never came down to like a decimal or, or one pass play or something like that.
0: Yeah, so speaking of Ross's uh your week 13 roster sounds like an all star game if you ask me.
1: Yeah, I I um I got pretty lucky. Um you know, in the second to last week, the team the for somehow some way there was a stacked team, the team who still had money left, the, the team I was talking about earlier, had a completely stacked roster and somehow Wait, and
0: uh, who's on who's on this roster? He
1: he had Cooper Cup and Jonathan Taylor. I think he might have even had Kelsey. Um, he had he just had some great players, and somehow I don't I, like I said I can't look back at it, but um, somehow he ended up getting third. It was when there was three teams left to get to the championship. He ended up getting third out of the three, and he got eliminated. And um, I, I don't think I would have won if the other team got eliminated because he had such good players, and the player, the good players he had, had a really good week this week. So I think I, 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 think him ending up losing, won it for me. But because he lost, my final, my final week thirteen championship team ended up being Tom Brady with a nice thirty points, Tyreek Hill who could have cost me the, the week with three point two. Uh, Cooper Cup 22.9, Jonathan Taylor, 24.3, Leonard Fournette, 18.7, Mark Andrews didn't have a great week at tight end with seven, and I had Alexander Madison, who was a late minute, a late decision swap for me. You know, I made two decisions this week. I had Lamar Jackson in at quarterback, and I ended up changing for Brady, and I had, um, Stephon Diggs in my flex and ended up changing to Alexander Madison. If I did not make both of those moves,
0: what's because up? Of the, because of the ninety mile an hour wins yeah. in Buffalo, which last I season.
1: had to make that, I couldn't wait until Monday to make that decision. I had to make that decision on Sunday before the before the Vikings played. But um, you know, if I didn't make both of those moves, if I only made one of those moves, or if I made both of those moves, I had to, I had, I would have lost if I didn't start Madison and Brady. So I was I was happy with those late decision roster changes. It ended up winning me the league and uh, you know I won by three points.
0: To Jane. Yep. So uh, now we switch from your guillotine lean back to uh football. And uh, you know who else finally won a game won a game for the second straight year with the Detroit Lions on on beat in, in week thirteen. But this time, they won the win column. Yep,
1: I beating mean,
0: beating the Minnesota Vikings twenty nine twenty seven on a walk off touchdown.
1: I mean, you know, it's just it seems so fitting for these Detroit Lions because they've had so many heartbreakers this season. They've had so many games where it came down to a a sixty five sixty six yard field goal or like just you know another another long field goal at the death. I mean, they the Lions, you know. I've been. I've picked the Lions in multiple weeks of pick them this year, just because you know they've been playing decent football. I mean, I think they might be one of the best. I think they might have been one of the best winless teams this late in the season that I've seen. I mean, they've they've been competitive in a lot of games this season. It's just they couldn't they couldn't get across the finish line. And finally, Jared Goff to um, Amon uh, Amon Ross St. Brown is that his name? I can't even remember. But you know. Walk-off touchdown, like you said, zero three zeros on the clock, and they ended up getting their dub. And I was very happy for the Detroit Lions.
0: By the way, I must say this. Looking at that final play in Detroit, what was Mike Zimmer doing playing a su- super zone defense?
1: I don't know, man. I mean, I – it seemed like he just wanted to throw all his bodies in the end zone and just say hey cover a spot in the end zone and don't let someone beat you or, or or find the closest guy i don't know i don't know what he told them in that huddle before that play but you know i mean it did not work out for the minnesota vikings you know it was a great route i i saw i was watching his, his post game press conference st brown and he was like, you know, I ran the route. I looked around. I saw it was wide open. I turned and the ball was coming at me. And, you know, he just, he was shocked. He was just as shocked he was wide open, too. But, you know, I mean, it was great. It was good, good execution by Detroit. It was a good throw by Goff. It was a good catch by St. Brown and it was enough to get him the dub. <laughs> yeah.
0: So now there are no more winless teams. And uh, maybe the Detroit Lions could go on a win streak and give the Jackson in one pick because think we need it
1: yeah i mean the Jags definitely could use some help uh the first round pick or or the number one overall pick would definitely be a a welcome sight i think for the jaguars at this point i
0: mean be honest i'm not sure you watch championship weekend but there's a guy in michigan looking put looking half decent but that's story for another day
1: yeah i mean you know it's it's as far as the uh, as far as the bottom of the table rankings look, I mean, that tie will make things interesting. I mean, if Detroit can go on a win streak, I mean, who knows? I mean, Jacksonville, we know, obviously, isn't playing very good football at all. I mean, Detroit seems like they're playing at least decent football. They're just they couldn't get they couldn't get the win. They finally got that win. I don't know if that's going to give them. I don't know if they're a good enough team for that to carry them into a couple more wins. I mean, who they They've got the Broncos next week. They've got the Cardinals after that. The Falcons—they could win that game. The Seahawks—you know—we'll talk about them a little bit later. But and then the Packers. I mean, it doesn't really look too promising for the Lions on the backstretch. But you never know—they could pull—they could pull something out. But um, speaking of—I uh, don't know—speaking of something, so I'll, I'll tie back to. Nah, don't. That was another good football game, another good division. There was a lot of division uh, football games this week, and uh, those are, I love those those rivalry games. You know, it's it's a different atmosphere. And uh, how about one that came down to a very interesting call by uh, a head coach in a decision? The Baltimore Ravens go for two at the death, and it doesn't quite pay off for them. Pittsburgh Steelers twenty to nineteen over the Baltimore Ravens. What would you take from that game, Dylan?
0: Another Raven another Raven Steelers game decided by one point. It's seemingly every Baltimore Pittsburgh game decided by one or two points. Doesn't matter who's playing, how many injuries, those games always one or two points. Yep. I mean Holva and Tomlin just play one or two point games. You know any Raven Steelers game's gonna be Fisco? There might be a few choice awards. There might be bloodshed. And we'll be deciding the fourth quarter.
1: Absolutely.
0: And be honest. After a while. I, I was wondering like. What the heck is going on with this game. And then all of a sudden. Big Ben Roethlisberger. Turned back the clock. About 15 years. And then played really well second half. Found Deontay Johnson seemingly. Yeah. Draft Deontay Johnson in fantasy football. He catches 105 yards, two more touchdowns on 11 targets.
1: Absolutely. You know, I dropped him in my guillotine league for the week of the championship just because I thought I had better options than him. But, you know, we don't we don't have to talk about that. It all worked out in the end. Now, I mean, Deontay Johnson's an incredible talent. I mean, he's been a PPR monster for uh, fantasy football and for the Pittsburgh State Steelers this year. Uh, a little bit of a quiet game from Najee Harris. Uh, you know, I think obviously he's been he's been doing so much talented work throughout the year. Um, they can't all be triple digit yardage, two score football games. I mean, he still carried twenty one for seventeen for seventy one yards. I mean, like I said, not the greatest game, but I get, he did enough to at least help help the team. But um, yeah, I think Deontay Johnson was absolutely the star of the show. Um, he. Uh, you know, and and Big Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, how we we got to talk about him? I mean, he's announced he's officially. We talked about this last week about if Big Ben's got it, if he's got any any more uh, seasons left in him. Uh, he's officially announced that this is his last year with the Steelers. I think was the exact quote. So I don't know if that means he wants to move on to another franchise. I didn't. I would not have ever imagined Big Ben playing for another team other than the Steelers. I, I think, think that's probably leaning a little bit more towards retirement.
0: I don't but, think. Um, I don't think Big Ben's playing for another team.
1: No, I don't think so either. I just, I just thought it was an interesting. At least, at least the the news article I read that was the wording, and I thought it was an interesting choice of words, but. You know, I we def, I definitely do think that this is the end of Big Ben. I mean, it seems like it, obviously, based on the recent reports. So, um, you know, he, he stepped it up. I mean, he came to play. He, he Like you said, he, he stepped it up in the second half especially, and he got his team a big win over division rivals. I mean, obviously, we know it's at the end of his career. He's not going to be the same Ben as he has been throughout, you know, winning Super Bowl and, uh, and just being one of the, top quarterbacks in the league for a long time i mean it's hard it's a hard thing to do in the nfl i mean we know the nfl stands for not for long and he's been doing it for a long time so it was good to see him kind of uh you know embrace it, be able to, to step up and and lead his team to a victory
0: yeah so here's the interesting question should the ravens have gone for two after scoring the, after uh... Lamar found Sammy Watkins for that touchdown in the fourth quarter.
1: You know, I mean, obviously it's easy to say no because they lost, but um I I don't hate the call. I mean, I talked to you I wasn't able to watch that game. I was pretty busy on Sunday, so I got a little bit of a recap from you. I mean, it sounds like you said Baltimore lost all of their cornerbacks, it sounds yeah,
0: Baltimore's like Baltimore secondary was certain.
1: Yeah. So I mean, in that situation, when you've got Deontay Johnson going off as as big as he was, and um, and Big Ben really feeling getting in his groove in the second half, I don't dislike the call to go for two point. And the biggest thing about the two point conversion in, in this NFL is teams are getting so creative. I mean, I I didn't see the two point conversion play, so I really what did they run?
0: Uh, it looked like Baltimore. Uh, it looked like Baltimore tried to get Mark Andrus involved, which makes sense because Mark Andrus is Lamar's number one target. I mean, yeah,
1: he's a big target, a good red zone target. And plus, as
0: we saw last week against Cleveland, he catches everything in sight.
1: Yeah, honestly. I don't know. It's just for me, like, the the NFL offenses have gotten so creative and so unique and so, I mean, just new and and fresh and exciting i really don't mind two-point conversion plays because these teams can draw up some i mean we see the philly special come out every once in a while miami's been running the wildcat you see some some double double option flips i mean teams have gotten so creative creative and have worked so many like uh just a way to get two yards i mean you need one play that can get you two yards and teams have really found i mean if you pull out something a team's never seen before, there's a good chance it's going to come off successfully. So, I really don't mind the call. I mean, if it was just kind of a, a simple route tree pass play to Mark Andrews, that might that kind of surprises me a little bit. I mean, you know, Jim Harbaugh's been coaching football for a long time. I'm a little surprised he didn't come up with something a little bit more creative and uh, unique than that. But, um, you know, I mean, like I said, I don't disagree with the call. It was it's completely situational football. And uh, that's what Harbaugh thought he needed to do to win the game. And it, unfortunately for him, didn't pay off for him.
0: 1,000% Baltimore should have gone for him. You've got Lamar Jackson. Yeah. The defense is tired. You've got Lamar. I don't care if you're facing 72 steel curtain. Yeah. Let's go. Or the 72 Dolphins.
1: Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it definitely sounds like we're in agreement there. I mean, I mean, it's easy to say you shouldn't uh, when they don't get it, but I mean, I, I mean, we both are saying they should. I think if Harbaugh was in the si- same situation again, I think he'd make the same decision. And um, you know, it didn't work this time, but there might be another opportunity, and hopefully, uh, it paid, for their sake, it pays off for them next time. But uh, you want to move on? All right. Let's, uh, let's do, you know, we're at, we're at a very interesting point in the season. You know, a lot of teams have been either stepping it up or slacking off a little bit. I want to hear some NFL power rankings. How do you think the top of the table is laying out Dylan?
0: All right. Here are my top five teams. All right. Number five, the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I know everybody will say Kansas City's offense has been dormant lately. Sunday night was not great. I'm sorry if you use Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, or Travis Kelsey in your fantasy football. But to me, the story is not Kansas City's offense. It's Kansas City's defense.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, have you seen the Chiefs' defense? They've gone nuclear the last few weeks. Like, you're not scoring on them. Yeah. I mean true, Teddy Bridgewater's not exactly Patty Mahomes. <laughs> but the Chiefs are on five. We know what Andy Reid's capable doing a bot buy, of buys. They'd never lose of buys. I mean the Chiefs have won one, two, three, five straight games. And in those games, Kansas City is not allowed more than seventeen points.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's Obviously, Kansas City. I mean, we know Kansas City has the star power on offense. It's always the it's always been the question on uh, how their defense can respond when they start playing these really good teams late in the year. I mean, obviously, the Super Bowl came down to their offensive line, but their defense didn't help. You.
0: Offensive line.
1: Exactly. But, I mean, their defense obviously couldn't really stop – didn't do the best job at stopping Tom Brady anyway. So it really just – I mean – I I agree with you. The defense is stepping up, and I and I and I like them in that spot at um at five for you. Uh
0: number four, and despite this team winning on Monday night, I'm still wondering whether the New England Patriots are really a Super Bowl challenger. Yes, New England's looking like the best team in the AFC right now, but. How many passes did Mac Jones throw? Not true. They were playing in basically a New or hurricane, whatever you call that. Maybe a bomb cyclone or whatever that term was in Santa Clara.
1: Yeah, I mean, it. You know, we talked we talked about this team a little bit last year. You know, I, I, last week. I mean, obviously the Patriots have been on a streak, but it it. I'm not I'm not fully sold on the Patriots yet. I mean, they're they're the hottest team in the NFL. They're playing good football. Obviously, yesterday was extreme circumstances. It would, it'd be tough to do anything uh yesterday. Fortunately, they hit two field goals, but you know. Um but you know, I yesterday was almost a wash just because of the extreme weather conditions, but I'm I, like you said, I mean, I'm I'm not completely sold on the New England Patriots. I think they've had a good stretch of form, but when those playoff games start coming and it starts getting down to crunch time for a rookie quarterback, I'm not quite sure that he's got he's got the um, the the just the experience not even the experience but just the ability to to lead his team to a Super Bowl to a Super Bowl as a rookie. I think that still might be a little far fetched for them.
0: True, I mean. We've seen young quarterbacks win Super Bowls in second year. Uh Russell Wolfson, Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Mann was young when the Giants won the Super Bowl. Can a rookie quarterback win? We'll find out. Yeah. Number three. Speaking of winning Super Bowls, uh the Tampa, uh Tom Brady's done a pretty good job of winning Super Bowls. So let's see. How many have they won? I see one. I I lost count.
1: Six, maybe seven this year. I mean, you know, he's, it's Tom Brady. We all know he's the goat.
0: I mean, I mean the books, books offense, especially at home, in a dome, looks unstoppable right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brady's in sync. You know, Godwin, Evans... By the way, Rovgenkowski's looking the best he's done this late in the season after two. he missed a couple of weeks, but Gronk's looking really strong now.
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's not... That's the thing about Gronk is that when, he, when they were in New England, I mean, they really didn't have the guy or a, even a guy that was to the standard that Gronk was. So, I mean, he was getting so much work in that New England offense because he was he was by far the best pass catcher on that Patriots team. Now all of a sudden you put him in an environment with Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. I mean, uh, it's a really good running game in Leonard Fournette. I mean, the pressure has been just it, – it's I mean, it just makes logical sense. Obviously, he's been hurt. He's missed a couple of weeks. And that, honestly, will probably be good for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they're still in a good spot getting to the playoffs. And now they're going to have – a more fresh Gronk going into the uh, the home stretch of the regular season and into the playoffs. I mean, it, I almost think that those couple of weeks off that Gronk had was a nice little uh, a nice break, a nice refresher, and he should be good to go for the rest of the season. I mean, just being being in, a, in an offense with that many options, it really takes the stress off of him, And I think I think this is a perfect situation for Gronk in the Bucks. Yep.
0: So I want to hear your one and two rankings before I give you mine. All
1: right, you know, I that I, I like that idea because so far our, our our top five power rankings have been back back to back spot on. So I'm curious to see if our top two are the same or uh, if we flip these two. So, you know, obviously, I think we both have the same two teams as one and two. It just dem- It just depends on if we've got them. Um, uh in the same order or not. For me I'm going to have I, I've been waffling a little bit, but I think I, I think I'm going to go with my number two team as the Green Bay Packers. You know, I I and I see we disagree. You know, I you know it's it was very close for me. The only, I mean, obviously, yes, they just had a great win over the L.A. Rams. I mean, that was a big game for them. But they lost to the Minnesota Vikings the week before, a team who just lost to the Detroit Lions. I mean, obviously, the Green Bay Packers have a very talented football team. They've had some injuries with uh, Aaron Jones, even though A.J. Dillon did a a great job of stepping, stepping it up. But, I mean, they also gave up obviously yes it's the it's the the rams who've got a, a pretty pretty good offense but they gave up 28 points this week they gave up 31 points the week or 34 points to the vikings yeah they shut out the seahawks but the seahawks were not the, i mean the seahawks have been terrible all season i'm just i'm not a hundred percent sold I, I mean i still think the green bay Packers is the second best team in the nfl it's just i'm not a hundred percent sold and Really the main reason why I have them as number two is because those Arizona Cardinals sitting at ten and two, they have been plagued by injuries all year. And the fact that they have been able to stick to a ten and two um a ten and two record that and now now they're finally getting Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins back healthy. I mean, they obviously they only played the Bears this week, you know, it was a 33-22 win a little bit closer of a score than you might expect, but it's also Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins' first game back. I mean, the, for a very similar reason that I see uh, that, that we were talking about Gronk with the Bucks and how he had like a, mid, a mid-season a break almost, if you will, and now is heading into the end of the season and, and into the playoffs with a little bit of a resting period. I, I, I give that same, that same point to DeAndre Hopkins and, and Kyler Murray. Obviously, Kyler Murray's a younger player. He probably doesn't need that break. But it's also a 17-game season this year, which is something that no NFL players have been used uh, have have had the chance to get used to. So who knows? I mean, that extra regular season could play could could play in a little bit more than people think on the your energy and your and your ability to really play to your 100% performance on Sundays or in the playoffs. I mean, so I, I just have Arizona as number one, just because they've got that 10 and they're, they're sitting at 10 and two. They've been playing good football. And they're getting healthier. I mean, obviously, that defense has been solid all year. And, I, I i mean, it's close. It's its more of a 1A, 1B thing for me. But I give the slight edge to, uh, to Arizona. And I know you disagree with me. I've seen it on your face since the second I said Green Bay. So, hit me with
0: it. Wait a minute. Who won when Green Bay and Arizona played on Thursday night football?
1: The Green Bay Packers did.
0: Who's winning games without a pro-level left tackle, a pro-level running back, the NFL's best wide receiver, maybe the NFL's best quarterback, and a key pass rusher?
1: But yeah, Dylan, the, the Arizona Cardinals beat the Seahawks with Colt McCoy playing quarterback last week. Whatever. AJ <laughs> Green, well, Rondell Moore was their leading receiver by reception
0: yeah, not Bears, by yards. yeah the Bears are who we thought they were that's why we took the Dane Field
1: well that was the Seahawks game I'm not even talking okay, about the Bears Seahawks
0: game. Bears listen Green Bay has played a brutal schedule yeah
1: it's true
0: they've Green Bay is the best team in football and I don't even think it's close right now and Rodgers isn't even the he caught that I offense AJ Dillon. Yeah. You kidding? How, how good is A.J. Dillon's second half of these games? You yeah. can't stop me. He's like Derrick Henry. We Whoa. know how good Devontae is. Adams is a route runner.
1: Uh, you kind of lost me. With, I mean, you can't compare. A.J. Dillon's been playing great football. I'm sorry. I But yes. comparing him to Derrick Henry, I think, is a bit of a stretch. Dylan,
0: hey, hey, he's healthier than Derrick Henry is.
1: Yeah. Health, yeah, But... I mean, when when, he, when when Derrick Henry is as healthy as A.J. Dillon, you're telling me you're even considering about who you're picking between the, those two guys?
0: If one guy's nine grand, the other is 4,500 on DK, we need the value.
1: That's a good point. But, I mean, I'm just saying, that pure I'm football, kidding. give me Derrick Henry every day of the week, and I'm not thinking twice about it. I'm not thinking about another running back. Healthy, give me Derrick Henry. I'm kidding. I know. Sorry, I just, I, I, there's, there's, you can, there, there's no one you can compare to Derrick Henry. I, 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 guess you, you, I can see similarities in that game. And AJ Dillon, nothing to take away from AJ Dillon. He's playing great football. He's been, I mean, he's stepped up in an immense fact, fashion for the Green Bay Packers with, uh, Aaron Jones dealing with the injuries. But, you know, Derrick Henry's one of the most incredible football players I've ever seen. But I'm sorry, I to cut you off all right all
0: right all right thanks for hopping on alex congrats on winning your guillotine league and with your dolphins well hey you'll be you'll be on vacation next week with the dolphins on bye so you'll actually be able to watch the games and 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 figure out like what figure out if the dolphins could continue on this winning streak
1: yeah, man. I mean, it's been I, I wish I wish we would have uh had the beginning of our season as good as the second half of the stretch of the season's been going. But you know, we're still in it. I mean, I remember having a rant very early in the year about how this has been the worst season in Dolphins history. I mean, it's so Dolphins for them to turn put the turn around and have a five game win streak. But, you know, go into a bye, get some rest. I don't know if it's the best time for a bye, but We've got the New York Jets coming after that. I might actually be going to that game, so um, you know it, it should be exciting to see how they uh, how they how they respond after that week off. But thank you again for having me, Dylan. It's been a pleasure as always. Fin's up, and I will see you next week.